Tuesday, time to provide uh, business solutions and look at uh, businesses that uh, help society to really, really function and, uh, you know, create employment, create wealth as well, among other things. Today, a little different. We talk about uh, the newly formed platform uh, called uh, the Entrepreneurs Entrepreneurs for Africa. Yeah. It's a capital fund aimed at building internationally successful businesses owned by South African entrepreneurs. To tell us more, let's say Bud Pilani. Good morning this morning. Welcome to the show. Happy Heritage Month. Ah, good morning, Bob uh, Thank you for having me and Happy Heritage Month to you too. How has COVID-19 affected how you guys do business? So, so for us, it's been actually the, the the a bit of a blessing in a sense that for a lot of the businesses we've looked at, so the fund has officially been operating since June. Uh, however, we've been working as angel investors under the banner E4E Africa since about um, mid last year, uh, together with my partners, uh, and and we started looking at some of these businesses um, earlier this year, just before COVID hit. And a lot of them were actually um, quite useful in helping some parts of the country respond to the COVID crisis. So we've seen, you know, some of them pick up momentum. But I think the reason for that is not necessarily COVID. It's because, um, you know, we believe in, in backup businesses that are already solving some societal challenge using technology that, that's already been there, ignored, um, not been given attention, that COVID has just brought to the surface. Um, you know, because I think what COVID has done for South Africa is expose quite a number of structural issues that already pre-existed COVID. Um, and these businesses I'm talking about, we're already trying to solve some of those challenges with the use of, of technology uh, as a core uh, solution to those particular problems. So for us, what it's done is, you know, in the first official three months of, of operating, we've already approved Three, three deals and deployed capital into three companies, uh, almost four. Uh, the fourth one we're finalizing uh, over the next couple of weeks. We're just working on legals with the entrepreneur. And all of them are businesses that, are, you know, in, in their setup and their vision are trying to help society in some, in some way or the other. You said angel businesses. What is that? I've never heard of that term. Oh, uh, so angel investing. So, yes, so angel investing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so in, in, in the world of investing in early-stage businesses, uh, there are various um, uh, stages of business growth, and in and, and, and those stages of business growing, um, you get different types of investors who typically invest in that stage. So, for instance, when you have an idea or you're about to start a business, most entrepreneurs would, would do what you call bootstrapping. So they'd find, the business, they'd find creative ways of funding the business, you know, and it's mostly through sweat equity. And then, you know, at that level as well, at a very early stage where it's just an idea, there's something called uh, which is uh, friends, uh, family, and fools, as it were. So when people go to the people next to them and say, 
we we've we've come up with this business idea. We think it's going to solve you know this problem and make so much money, and then those pe- those people will back them. But immediately after that, there's something called angel investors. So this is typically people who who believe in entrepreneurs, um, and in some way, most of them have been exposed to being entrepreneurs in their past. Who would back? Uh, who would do what is called seed investing? So uh, in South Africa, the angel investing um, uh, sort of ecosystem, as it were, is still very, very young. Um, you know, given the history of our country, the angel investors uh, look a certain way, obviously, uh, and mostly come from uh, parts, you know, things, towns like Stellenbosch, because you know those need to be high net worth individuals who won't mind in investing with business that might fail because early stage businesses don't have a actually typically have a, a very high um chance of, of failure so after angel investors then comes venture capital funds so once the the, the, the entrepreneur deployed that capital that they got from an angel investor and shown some growth and some traction and then venture capital funds such as ourselves then come in to write a bigger check to help the entrepreneur accelerate the growth of their business. So we started E4E uh, as a collection of experienced entrepreneurs ourselves last year, um, recognizing the need for experienced entrepreneurs to come in, not only invest capital, but also mentor um, uh, up-and-coming entrepreneurs, help them with, with market access where possible, uh, help them solve some of the, the pressing challenges of the business. So we, we, we already did two investments last year as E4E Africa, the angel investor, as it were, uh, a group, uh, a, a syndicate of angel investors, for lack of a better term. Uh, and then, you know, SSME Fund, who was our main first investor, then then said to us, you're doing really good work, um, and we believe in this concept of entrepreneurs getting their hands dirty with other entrepreneurs. Um, you know, so uh, submit a formal proposal for, for 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 us to fund you and 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 turn you from a, a group of angel investors using their own cash to to a formal fund. Uh, so so that's how it came about in essence. So yeah. so yeah, as I said, it just so happened that the types of businesses we like were already solving societal challenges, which have been which have then been highlighted by the COVID crisis. In, in practice, oh, some time ago, maybe it could have changed by now. Um, a lot of um, you know businesses like yours, where you you venture venture capitalist and all of that, would always look at a business that has probably even if it's still young, that it has shown a level of growth and success in terms of how it runs, not necessarily in its early stages. You've shifted that, and one would think it's a bit risky. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, the nature of the of the venture capital game indeed is risk. Um, you know, uh, uh, global statistics actually say that uh, out of ten out of ten investments as a VC as a VC firm, um, you know, four are likely, you know, four to five are likely not to return the money that you've invested, um, and then you know the other the other four to the other four are likely to just return what you miss, so not not make you any return. And then one, you know, statistically, one will do well enough to pay for all the other ones that didn't do so well and give a return to investors. So it is indeed a risky game. 
Um, you know, but one of the things that investors in our fund have looked at in, in funding us is to say, okay, what are things, you know, based on your, on your experiences, on your collective experience as a team, what are the things that are going to make you uniquely in a position to be able to reduce that risk, you know? Uh, and, what, and, and the main thing for us is that because we have uh, collectively, uh, we've, we've built businesses in the past, so we've learned some of the mistakes. We've worked with investors raising money from them in our past life. We've helped grow businesses. So we know already how to deal risk uh, in any stage business, given what we've seen. And because of the networks that we have individually, but also together with our, our, our bigger pool of other experienced entrepreneurs that come in as mentors, we can be able to deal with that business and, and help accelerate its growth. But but that doesn't remove the fact that it's, it's it's generally a very risky game, you know. But you know, I, I would argue that anything worth doing, uh, spe- specifically if it's going to be a game changer in how society interacts or solves a particular problem, is going to inherent inherently be risky. Right? But but I would believe that you know the people that we've put together, both as the core team, but to also a range of experienced entrepreneurs who've raised their hand to volunteer to mentor and help. Um, Will, will, will potentially de-risk the portfolio over the next few years. Wow. Um, in, in, in terms of, uh, you know, the businesses that you finally decide you're going to work with, um, mm. what are you looking for exactly and how does that work? Because I, I know I could come up and say I'm in IT, I could come up and say I'm in agriculture for that matter, which uh, people think is not very popular, but it's a good business, I think. What is it that you look for before you you decide? Because um, given the amount of money you are putting out and given the expertise, I think uh, your criteria must be fairly strict. Um, yeah, I, I suppose one could say it, it's relatively strict. However, for us, what's important at the core of it is the, is the actual entrepreneur. Um, you know, who are they? Uh, what have they done uh, previously? Um, you know, why why are they are they the right person to back in the specific domain that they're working in? So, if it's ag- ag- agri tech, for instance. Um, why are they the best guy to back in that space? You know, what do they what do they know uniquely about the space that no one else has has, has an insight in yet? Um, you know, to give them the, the the ability to be way ahead of the rest of the of the market. Um, and then, you know, beyond that, we look at, at three at three things really. So the the you know we like businesses that have a significant um, black uh, and or female. Um, uh, found, co-founder or, or founder uh, in his team. Uh, so we like very diverse teams, both from a gender uh, and I suppose a, a risk perspective. Uh, and then the second thing we look at then is that what social problem is this solving? Because we believe that you know entrepreneurship, the core definition of real entrepreneurship is that you pro- you're solving a problem for someone. Therefore, that person is willing to pay either get the problem to go away or to, to you know get the problem to be less to less to be less of a problem for them. And then thirdly we look at the, the actual viability uh, of that problem. So how big is that problem? How many people and or businesses are experiencing that problem? Both in South Africa but also 
outside, how applicable is this in the rest of the continent primarily, but also in other emerging markets? Because we believe that for a lot of the things that we experience, particularly whether you're talking food slash agriculture, whether you're talking healthcare, whether you're talking education, or whether you're talking financial inclusion, these, you know, given the, 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 the type of society Africa is, if we can solve for some of those things here, they very likely applicable. That solution is very likely applicable uh, in the rest of the continent and potentially in other emerging markets. Um, so if those three things are in place, we are likely to invest. So it, the market size needs to be big enough. You need to be, in our view, either the, the first one to have that particular solution using technology or innovation, primarily uh, in solving the problem, um, or, or you need to be way ahead of, of other people who are trying to solve that. Um, and we need to believe that you've got the ability to then, you know, having demonstrated before a year or two years before we can come in using earlier, earlier sources of funding, as I described earlier, to, to if demonstrated that you can execute. Um, so we would ask you questions like, okay, so... Um, you know, describe the problem to us. Who are you solving the problem for? Um, you know, what's the business model? How are you going to monetize the fact that you've solved the problem? Uh, you know, how many customers have you served now? What are they saying about the product? Who are your competitors? Where else is this applicable? How would you? So let's say you're operating in Cape Town. Is this relevant in other places in, in the rest of the country? And how would you go about executing it? And how would you go? How do you think about growth beyond beyond South Africa? Yeah. Uh, so for us, uh, I, I, I think you know it, it's actually. Uh, I know it sounds a bit more a bit like a science or a bit like there's a, there's a, there's a list of criteria you need to meet, and meet, but it's actually more of an art because there are nuances to how an entrepreneur thinks about a problem that can tell you whether they are the right person to back or not. I mean, I, 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 can, give, I can give an example, maybe, uh, of one of the investments we've made so, to, to drive home the point. Um, but, but I'm not sure uh, whether you want me to do that. It's, it's quite a checklist, I must say. It, it, it really is quite yeah, a checklist. Indeed. So basically indeed. what I'm hearing is that uh, this is serious, big money involved and great opportunities and returns on investment if the job is very well done. So people that come to you need to really, really do some serious work, do as much as possible so that when they come yeah. to you, they can present a really, truly solid case. And as you say, yeah. a solutions driven case so that obviously money can be properly spent and returns can yes. be realized as soon as possible. Yeah, uh, 100%. But, you know, but more than just returns, for us it's important that the impact that the entrepreneur aims to make can be seen also quite quickly, additional returns. Uh, you know, so, so what we typically find is that for the entrepreneurs that, some of the entrepreneurs that, you know, have made, have made real progress in thinking about the businesses as people, Early on in the in their business life, have approached you know what we call accelerators and incubators. Been part of one or two where they've been taught how to how to package what they're doing, how to test the market uh, before approaching venture capital firms. Because you know it's a lot of questions you're right that I've just explained. Therefore, it's probably not easy to come up with the answers on your own. But you know if you start your your, your innovation based or technology based business early on. It's very imperative, you know, to, for the entrepreneurs to go out there and seek and seek help. 
Absolutely. Other entrepreneurs have already been there getting to the right sort of accelerator programs. That's going to help them really package. So a lot of them do know what to say, do have the answers, but they don't know how to package the answers in a way that a venture capital investor such as ourselves will be able to clearly understand what the entrepreneur is trying to do. I love the idea that uh, your business is mobile. You know, you're helping you know startups to save money on transport costs. You go to them. Yeah. So we yeah we we've purposefully. Um, you know, located ourselves in both Joburg and Cape Town. So if you understand, tech entrepreneurship in South Africa is considered to be mostly uh, mostly in Cape Town. But we, we hear and we go basically where the entrepreneur is. You're absolutely correct. Um, and also the, the advent of technology, uh, it's also easy now to talk to someone in Durban, to talk to someone, and, and, you know, you don't have to be physically there. Um, so, so our view is entrepreneurship exists in, in every corner of this country, not necessarily just in one city. Um, you know, there, there are some advantages in locating yourself in the in the in the big cities. However, we we think you know some people are solving specific problems because they're in particular locations where they've identified the problem. But that problem can be can then be that solution can then be replicated. Is it, uh, as I've said before, so we we go we go where the entrepreneur is absolutely. Is is it safe to ask what's in the kitty uh, with the with the view to saying uh, people shouldn't think uh, maybe they they have enough people. Uh, there's enough money as many of us can go as long as we've done our homework. Uh, so, so you mean when you say what's in the kitty in terms of the fund size at the moment? Yes, you know the amount of money you can invest yeah. and you know take in yeah, as absolutely. many you know yeah. potentially successful businesses. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so at the at the current moment, the uh, the fund is about one hundred and thirty five million rand big. We we that's 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 from our first close. Our first close means is that you've raised enough to start deploying, but you're still raising more capital. So in our case. We'll still be continuing to raise more capital, and we're aiming to get to you know closer to 400 million by end of next year, which will allow us to do to do more. Uh, and we're confident that we will as well. Uh, uh, I just came after Kogodine, so hopefully some some uh, some positive energy will flow. From that. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, um, but uh, in terms of then how we slice up that one current 135, so. We write checks between five and fifteen, one five uh, million rands at the moment, for to to entrepreneurs, um, and and that's typically for equity in the building. So a difference between a a, a sort of a bank and a, in the venture capitalist is we want to be part of the shareholding structure of the business in order for us to have to be invested in helping that business succeed um, over, over the next few years. So. We're not expecting you to pay us back. It's not a loan. We're expecting us together to grow the business. So that once the business is grown, uh, we can, you know, either we can exit or hopefully we can we can list the business in the in the JSE if it's grown fast enough. And that's our exit, and that's how we make our return. Music to um, or we sell to, or, 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 or we sell or we sell to a later stage investor, right? A private equity fund or someone else. So between five and fifteen million, typically for between ten and, and sort of thirty percent equity, depending on on the size of each business that we invest in, uh, and I suppose the valuation uh, of that business. So that's how that's how we currently think about it. Obviously, as we raise, as we get closer to the higher number of fund size, we'll, those check sizes will increase as well. 
Yeah, that's music to my ears, I tell you. Too bad I'm a, I'm a very bad business person. I sold apples, never made a profit. But that's a story for another day. <laughs> so w- what, do you want entrepren- <laughs> what do you want entrepreneurs to do now, but, uh, uh, but in terms of getting in touch? What do you want them to do? What do you want them to know uh, before we wrap up? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, we, we 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 try and be as available as possible to contact us. So, I think one of the best ways is on our website. There's a there's a form that one can can uh, can can fill in with their details and submit that. And we try as much as possible to to get back to entrepreneurs as as, as quickly as possible on, on that. Um, but also, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I, I use LinkedIn quite actively to to source um, new deals. So, you know, uh, my name is, you know, as we said, as we said I'm sure my name is Pilar Sangwen, so on LinkedIn it's very easy to find me. Just drop me a note there um, and, and, and I'll definitely respond. Um, yeah, uh, website, other than that, also my partners, if you go to our website, um, you know, you see my partners there, follow them on LinkedIn as well and just send them notes as well. Uh, please give us the website, Bob Sangwen. Uh, the website is www.e for e Africa uh, one word so e number four e Africa dot com um, and then on LinkedIn as well we all the, we've got a, a page called e for e Africa and then my my personal um, sort of LinkedIn handle I suppose is Pilani Sangwini and and it's the same for my partners. You know what we've discussed about Pilani and the fact that. Uh at 135 million, you're looking at 400 million. Um, this demonstrates to me that there is money in the country. It's just that uh, we, uh, you know, pe- we need to look for it. If we're business people, and when we have it, we need to use it productively. And uh, as you said, make the impact, create the growth, mm. and uh, mm. you know, create the wealth, if you will. And, you know, impact mm-hmm. the continent. And I like your international approach to it as well. It's important that uh, we think of ourselves as a country, but we think big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I always say South Africa is a, is a very interesting laboratory uh, of solving the world's problems. We've got, you know, if you think about the rest of the world, we've probably got everything that, you know, most countries will have only one of. So we've got diversity of people. We've got the inequality, um, we've got health issues, we've got education issues, we've got financial inclusion issues, and the rest of the world has some of those in pockets, depending on which country you're talking about. So if you can use this laboratory called South Africa, because we've got some really good universities that produce really, really smart, innovative individuals, if you can give them a platform to solve these problems here, test out the solutions here, I think the rest of the world will benefit. I mean, South Africa can offer a lot to the world. I know we we end up, you know, being caught in the negativity in this country, but we can we can contribute a lot. Uh, and we truly believe that. And you know, some of my partners are international. You know, come from outside the country. So, and they, the primary reason they came is to say this is a very interesting country that can offer a lot to the world. So we want to also use their networks um, you know, to help this, our businesses grow outside this country as well. That's what it's um, about. You know. yeah, but, but you're right, the, the money is there. It's about you know, accessing the right kind of investment at the right stage of your business and then deploying that and executing in a productive way, raising more capital, growing, uh, creating employment for our people. 
Let me thank you and by extension thank your team. I, I like the idea that the team is international. And let me thank you for being so bold and so brave in doing this. A lot of work has gone into it. I'm hoping all these budding entrepreneurs, these graduates, these people who had a business once, it failed and have learned their lessons. They've sharpened themselves up and they're ready to present to you so that uh, we can take the country to the next level and uh, we can, uh, you know, uh, you know, change the, the trajectory of the effects of uh, COVID-19 as well. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. Wishing you the best of luck, you and your team. Yeah, thank you very much. 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 Th